grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is Father John Zolsdorf. We welcome as our guest today, Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Bishop Schneider has issued his own reflection about the testimony that Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano issued a few days before. These are Schneider's own reflections and additions. A few days ago, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, formerly Nuncius to the United States of America, a man who worked for a long time in the Holy See as well, uh, running the Vatican city-state, a uh, man who knew all about the corruption and so forth that was going on there, uh, issued a testimony about the present affair, l'affaire Macaric, the whole nasty business of Cardinal McCarrick and all those around him and all those whom he promoted, helped to promote into positions of great power in the church in these United States. And he called on Pope Francis even to resign if he has been part of all of this cover-up and all of this corruption. The document has created quite a stir. The left, predictably, is now committing a little character assassination against Vigano in order to undermine uh, the credibility of the testimony that he issued. But people are coming out one by one and saying that they're finding Vigano's document credible. And uh, even bishops are making this statement. Uh, for his part, the Holy Father, uh, on, during the presser on the airplane on his return from Ireland to Rome, uh, said that he declined to say anything about it, and then he spoke about it for a while, uh, even though he said he wasn't going to say anything about it. He did say that the press had to study this thing and remember who they are and who he is and what this is and make up their own minds, which I thought was a rather remarkable and extraordinary response, uh, given the gravity of this uh, situation. Uh, but now to Athanasius Schneider. Um, this is a fine Catholic bishop, an auxiliary bishop in Ashtan in Kazakhstan. And uh, he belongs to uh, an ethnic group of Germans that were settled um, in, uh, in the former Soviet Union. He is known for his uh, strongly faithful uh, positions about especially Holy Communion. As a matter of fact, he wrote a book, a beautiful little book called Dominus Est, uh, that's been published in many different languages now, uh, about the importance of receiving Holy Communion on the tongue while kneeling. It's an extremely important little book, a beautiful book. Uh, he has a background in patristics, so you can, and you can hear the way that he, the patristics, the fathers of the church, are constantly influencing him in his writings and in his preaching. Uh, the bishop has been uh, very forthright um, in his sermons and conferences that he gives as he travels around the world. He's frequently sought to celebrate pontifical masses and to speak, and he speaks out well and boldly with clarity and honesty and true faith uh, directly from the heart. You can tell when you're listening to him that he's speaking very much from the heart. I have been able to meet him on quite a few occasions, and I have found him to be a great 
gentleman and, uh, and wonderful uh, company. And you can tell that he's a very prayerful fellow. So I'm going to read for you this reflection. It's entitled, Reflection about the Testimony of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano from August 22, 2018. You listen to this and you make up your own mind about it. Uh, be sure to tune your ear for the eight points that he enumerates within his reflection. Reflection about the testimony of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano from August 22, 2018. It is a rare and an extremely grave fact in church history that a bishop accuses publicly and specifically a reigning pope. In a recently published document from August 22, 2018, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano testifies that since five years, Pope Francis has known two facts, that Cardinal Theodore McCarrick committed sex offenses against seminarians and against his subordinates, and that there are sanctions which Pope Benedict XVI imposed on him. Furthermore, Archbishop Vigano confirmed his statement by a sacred oath invoking the name of God. There is, therefore, no reasonable and plausible cause to doubt the truth content of the document of Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Catholics all over the world, the simple faithful, the little ones, are deeply shocked and scandalized about recently disclosed grave cases in which church authorities covered and protected clerics who committed sexual offenses against minors and against their own subordinates. Such an historical situation, which the Church is experiencing in our days, requires absolute transparency on all levels of Church's hierarchy, and in first place, evidently, on behalf of the Pope. It is completely insufficient and unconvincing that Church authorities continue to formulate general appeals for a zero tolerance in the cases of clerical sexual abuses, and for a stop of covering such cases. Equally insufficient are the stereotyped pleas for forgiveness on behalf of church authorities. Such appeals for zero tolerance and pleas for forgiveness will become credible only if the authorities of the Roman Curia will lay the cards on the table, giving the names and surnames of all those in the Roman Curia, independent of their rank and title, who covered the cases of sexual abuse of minors and subordinates. From the document of Archbishop Vigano, one can draw the following conclusions. 1. That the Holy See and the Pope himself will start to cleanse uncompromisingly the Roman Curia and the Episcopate from homosexual cliques and networks. 2. That the Pope will proclaim unambiguously the divine doctrine about the grievously sinful character of homosexual acts. 3. That there will be issued preemptory and detailed norms which will prevent the ordination of men with a homosexual tendency. 4. That the Pope restores the purity and unambiguity of the entire Catholic doctrine in teaching and in preaching. 5. 
that there will be restored in the church through papal and episcopal teaching and through practical norms the ever-valid Christian ascesis, the exercises of fasting, of corporal penitence, of abnegations. 6. That there will be restored in the church the spirit and the praxis of reparation and expiation for sins committed. 7. That there will start in the church a securely guaranteed selection process of candidates to the episcopacy, who are demonstrably true men of God and that it would be better to leave the dioceses several years without a bishop, rather than to appoint a candidate who is not a true man of God in prayer, in doctrine, and in moral life. 8. That there will start in the church a movement, especially among cardinals, bishops, and priests, to renounce any compromise and any flirt with the world. One would not be surprised when the mainstream oligarchical international media, which promote homosexuality and moral depravity, will start to denigrate the person of Archbishop Vigano and to let disappear the core issue of his document in the sand. In midst of the spreading of Luther's heresy and the deep moral crisis of a considerable part of the clergy, and especially of the Roman Curia, Pope Adrian VI wrote the following astonishingly frank words addressed to the imperial diet of Nuremberg in 1522. Quote, we know that for some time many abominations, abuses in ecclesiastical affairs, and violations of rights have taken place in the Holy See, and that all things have been perverted into bad. From the head the corruption has passed to the limbs, from the pope to the prelates. We have all departed. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Close quote. Ruthlessness and transparency in detecting and confessing the evils in the life of the Church will help to initiate an efficient process of spiritual and moral purification and renewal. Before condemning others, every clerical officeholder in the Church, regardless of rank and title, should ask himself in the presence of God if he himself had in some way covered sexual abuses. Should he discover himself guilty, he should confess it publicly, for the word of God admonishes him, quote, Be not ashamed to acknowledge your guilt, close quote. Sirach 4.26. For, as St. Peter, the first pope, wrote, quote, The time has come for the judging, starting with the house, the church of God, close quote. 1 Peter 4, verse 17. Athanasius Schneider, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of St. Mary in Ashtana. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You may be a socialite with a long string of pearls But you're gonna have to serve somebody Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody Well, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody That was Athanasius Schneider in his reflection on the Vigano testimony. Uh, 
uh, he enumerated eight points, which I'm sure you found as interesting as I did. And he called on everyone to be forthright about, honest about their role in the church, especially clerics, if they've participated in any kind of cover-up of predations uh, of homosexual activity, uh, that kind of moral depravity, and uh, of covering it up or, or using your your power, you know, against subordinates or, or something like that. He he wants everybody to basically to fess up. Um, this this has to be cleaned up somehow, regardless of rank or title. He says everyone should ask himself in the presence of God if he had in some way committed or rather covered up sexual abuses. Um, it's this is a real time of examination of conscience within the church. I don't know how this is going to, to wind up, um, but we are living in very interesting times, and therefore I would call upon you, just as uh, Bishop Schneider uh, called upon all of us, to redouble your efforts uh, in, in concrete ways of making reparation for, for sins, uh, perhaps through fasting. Um, Holy Scripture, our Lord says that only certain demons are driven out driven out only by prayer and fasting. He must have thought that was very important to underscore the fasting part. It must be a very powerful spiritual weapon if our Lord himself suggested it. And let us not forget for a moment that demons attach themselves to certain places and people who commit certain kinds of sin. And sodomy is one of those horrible sins which allow demons to take active uh, uh, active roles in your life. May God bless you. Please pray for me as I pray for you. Well, it may be the devil And it may be the Lord But you're gonna have to serve somebody